This is a podcast from Rover. This is uh, titled Why We Shoot Deer in the Wild, which we've done recently to fill <laughs> yeah. your freezer. Um, and this is a letter from somebody who wants to remain anonymous, who farms and works well and actually tried this. So, reads as... I had this idea that I could rope a deer, put it in a stool and feed it up on grain for a couple of weeks and then kill it and eat it. The first step in this adventure was getting a deer. I figured that since they congregate at my cattle feeder and do not seem to have much fear of me when we're there, it should not be too difficult to rope one. Get it up, get up to it, toss a bag over its head, calm it down, hog tight, transport it on the way home. Put Simple. It yeah. yeah, I mean, it's textbook how you'd, how you'd uh, relocate and capture wild venison. I filled the cattle feeder and then hid down at the end with my rope. The cattle, having seen the rope thing before, stayed well back and they weren't having any of it. <laughs> After about 20 minutes, my deer showed up, three of them. I picked out a likely looking one and stepped out from the end of the feeder and I threw my rope. The deer just stood there and stared at me. I wrapped the rope around my waist and <laughs> twisted the end so I would have a good hold. Good idea. The deer just stood there and stared at me. But you could tell it was mildly concerned about the whole rope situation. <laughs> I took a step towards it. It took a step away. I put a little tension on the rope and then received an education. The first thing I learned that while deer may stand there looking at you funny while you rope it, they are spurred into action when you start pulling on that rope. That deer exploded. The second thing as I learned, that kilo for kilo, a deer is a lot stronger than a cow or a colt. A cow or a colt in that weight range, I could fight down with a rope and, and some dignity. A deer... No chance. <laughs> that thing ran and bucked and twisted and pulled. There was no control in it and certainly no getting close to it. As it jerked me off my feet and started dragging me across the ground, it occurred to me that having a deer on a rope was not as nearly a good idea as I had originally imagined. The only upside is that they did not have as much stamina as many other animals. A brief ten minutes later... <laughs> It was tired and not nearly as quick to jerk me off my feet and drag me when I managed to get up. It took me a few minutes to realise this since I was mostly blinded from the blood flowing out of the big gash of my head. At that point, I'd lost my taste for grain-fed venison. I just wanted to get that devil creature off the end of that road. Did you know that deer bite? <laughs> they do. I never in a million years would have thought that a deer would bite somebody. So I was very surprised when I grabbed the rope and the deer grabbed a hold of my wrist. <laughs> now, when a deer bites you, it's not like being bitten by a horse where they just bite you and it slides off and they let go. They bite you and shake their head. It's almost like a dog. It's hard and it hurts. The proper thing to do when a deer bites you is to probably freeze and draw back slowly. I tried screaming and shaking instead. My method was ineffective. <laughs> I, being smarter than the deer, though you might be questioning this by now, tricked it while I kept it busy tearing the tendons out of my right arm. I reached up with my left hand and pulled the rope off. That was when I got my final lesson in deer behaviour for the day. Deer will strike you with their front feet. <laughs> They punch like boxers. <laughs> they rear right up on their back feet and strike right about the head and shoulder level. 
and then their hooves are actually surprisingly <laughs> sharp. When this deer tried to have a go, I screamed and tried to run. I'd always been told not to try and run from horses as there was a good chance they would hit you in the back of the head. Deer may not be so different from horses after all. Besides being twice as strong and three times as evil, because the second I turned to run, it hit me right in the back of the head and knocked me down. <laughs> now, when a deer does this, it does not immediately leave. Instead, they pour your back and jump up and down on you while you are laying there crying like a little girl covered in your own blood and covering your head. Like the bear and Revenant. <laughs> I managed to finally crawl under the truck and the deer went away. So now I know why people take rifles with a scope when they go deer hunting. It's to even the odds. All these events are true, so help me, Jesus, from an educated farmer. Wow, that is an absolutely wild and epic yarn. Oh, I could see it unraveling. I could completely see it unraveling. What an education. And, and we've got footage of of uh, deer relocations or deer recovery in the 80s where guys are dressed in like puffer vests and jeans and boots like they've just left town, <laughs> jumping off the skids of helicopters onto the backs of stags and hard antler running down riverbeds uh, in the South Island. They don't build them like they used to, do they? Look um, at you. Oh, <laughs> mate, no way. <laughs> the Jay and Dunk Podcast. Be a part of the team on Facebook or Insta at The Rock Drive.